Manowaker Waker Studios Flash Fiction Podcast is supported by patrons on Patreon. To find out more or to add your support for as little as a dollar a month, visit patreon.com slash manowaker. Welcome to Manowaker Studios Flash Fiction Podcast. I'm CB Drogi. This week, The Promised Land by Lee F. Patrick. Epsilon Station sat in deep space, nowhere near any star, far from Earth. The last link from Earth to the stars, and the fifteen, no, sixteen colonies already established. Customs Chief Raynell Sergison watched from a viewport as another ship full of colonists slowly docked to her module, her pilot matching the rotation that produced their gravity with the ease of long practice. She flipped the computer screen on. The Torch of Wonder. Though a relatively new visitor, she'd been up and down the route over a dozen times now. Folk who had money were leaving Earth and its problems behind. She wasn't sure that many who came through were prepared for the hard life of a colonist. She sighed as Max Garando, her second shift line boss, came into the receiving area to check the manifest. Colonists again? he asked. Two others came in after him. They could process the 180 colonists within an hour and get them tucked into transient housing until their ship came through in five days. Wonder had brought them this far. Other larger ships took them further among the stars. Downloaded the list, Chief, Max said. Eighty men, seventy women, and thirty kids all over ten. All looks good so far. They felt the slight kiss of the ship docking. They didn't normally hear the procedure, unless there was need to evacuate the area post-haste. Torch of Wonder is docked, Chief Zergeson. Passengers should be debarking shortly. She hit the transmit button on her comm link. Thank you, Nav. We're ready for them. She switched frequencies. Escorts to customs for passenger aid in 15, confirming 150 adults, 30 children over 10. We hear you, Chief. Manifest is clearing and we'll have room assignments in three to four lengths. Thank you. A thud as the main hatch opened out of their sight. Shuffling sounds. There were always some passengers who were ready the moment the ship docked, and others who didn't start packing until then. It evened out the work, so she didn't mind. Raynell squared her shoulders and put on her professional smile. So did the team, which vanished as the first passengers came into the bay. Three men, all looking like Elvis Presley. Three different looks. Three women, looking like his daughter at various ages. Other Elvises followed them. Why me, Raynell thought. Those other stations could have warned us this was coming. Welcome to Epsilon Station she managed to say without missing a beat. Please have your passports and colony documentation ready. Form three lines, one for each station. Families should stay together to cut down on confusion. There would be plenty of that today. The first Elvis through Max's station had his old and new identity documents, along with full biometric data and pictures of his tattoos, none of which were of Elvis. He showed the pictures and the reality to Max, who signed off on him, since Raynell didn't object. His wife also had the same sort of data. Been planning this for years, he said. He was a middle-aged Elvis, before Singer had gained weight. Thought we'd have trouble on account of the surgery, but it was worth the money to get through so easy. 
Does everyone else have similar documentation? She asked, mentally crossing her fingers and promising to pray in every chapel on the station if it was so, on her knees. Well, some didn't have the credits, but they all passed the other stations. He now looked worried. Is that all right, Chief? We'll have to see, sir. Just a moment. We may have some confusion in the housing arrangements. One moment, please. She did not run from the bay, just walked with purpose. On the other side of the door, the gaggle of escorts waited. Raynell took a deep breath and activated the screen, showing the interior. They all stared at the Elvises. We have a problem. Elvis is in the building, and I doubt we can trivially tell them apart. I need biometric name tags ASAP. Go! One of the young men sprinted for the bridge. Advise the commander while you get them fabricated. All of those men look like Elvis? Ten adult men I've seen so far, so it's very probable. Some of the women are his daughter, which is strange. Kids are just kids. For now, just take them to their quarters. We may have to re-interview and double-check everyone just to be sure who gets on the damned ship in five days. Though they can't hide out here, looking like they do. I just wonder how they tell each other apart. She went back in and smiled and coughed to attract the attention of the Elvises. We're getting some special ID tags for you, so we'll be sure to get you to the right staterooms if you get turned around in the corridors. It happens quite often, but with so many of the kings here, we don't want to get confused. Five days later, she collected the last of the ident cards. Max watched from beside her. Were they all who they said they were? he asked. Mostly, and I just didn't want to step on their dreams of escape from Earth's messes. If their original documents were forged, they were all very good work. And now, Chief? Now we go get drunk and block all the Elvis songs in the database for at least a month. Every evening they'd taken over the lounge. She'd stayed away. Other crew had joined in. Max told her some of them were very good. She didn't care. Till the next batch arrives, boss. I looked up the Church of Elvis. There's thousands of them on Earth. They're all saving up money to go to this colony they've started, some richer members subsidizing others. This is just the start of the migration. His smile was forced. Raynell looked at him in horror. This has been The Promised Land by Lee F. Patrick. For more information about Manowaker Studios' other projects, including books and games, visit manowaker.com which is also where you should go to learn more about the authors featured on this podcast or to get details about submitting a story. The Flash Fiction Podcast theme song is by Kevin McLeod. Manowaker Studios' director of Dice is Ben Baston. I'm C.B. Drogi. You can follow me on Twitter and Facebook at C-B-D-R-O-E-G-E. Thanks for listening. On the next installment of Manowaker Studios' Flash Fiction Podcast, it had been a long time since any food appeared. Humanity, all 268 of them, subsisted on lichen agriculture and rat hunting. <laughs>